0: It's time to share your story. Welcome to Revealing Conversations with Petra Nicole. Heart-led discussions that reveal, release, and unveil. You will leave this hour lighter, brighter, and inspired. And now, here's Petra Nicole.
1: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Revealing Conversations with Petra. Another beautiful day here in Lake Oswego today where the temperatures are going up slightly. So we're super, super happy about that. Although uh, I was at Mount Ashland just yesterday and had a fabulous ski day. And from last Tuesday, uh, for those of you that were on the show with me and, and joined in about vision boarding, I did say and made a promise to myself that I would do one scary thing a day. And so I did that yesterday. I went skiing on a very, very steep mountain with one hand while I took a film of the scenery. And it was beautiful. It's posted on my Facebook page. You can check it out. I had to leave and get away for a day after listening to so many news stories that I became quite blue and down and I thought, you know, I'm going to turn it all off and I'm going to leave and clear the air and how we can change our life is always by changing ourselves first and that is exactly what I did. I feel a lot better. So if you are blue and you're watching too many news, turn it off, go for a walk in the woods, do whatever you need to do, stand on top of a mountain, but change the way you're looking at things, okay? So today, I have the great pleasure of introducing my guest, Is Diane Dennis, and Diane is the president of the award-winning multimedia PR firm called Inspired Media. She holds certifications in TED, which is a behavioral change program, a certification in transition coaching a certification in training and development, and she has a degree in nursing. Diane is also a columnist, radio host, and producer. She has a TV show, TV host, producer, and currently she produces and hosts Inspired Conversations with Diane, which is almost exactly the same title as we have for this show. Exciting. And she is found on Cable Access Network with over 500,000 subscribers And so, Diane, are you on the other line?
0: I am. Thank you. Well, good morning and welcome to the show. It's such
1: a pleasure to have you here today. I had uh, uh, such a good time with you last time I saw you, and I'm excited that you are in my life and that you live in Lake Oswego, which is really awesome.
0: So welcome Yes. Well we I'm close enough that we can pop in and actually see each other face to face, which is kind of rare these days. It sure is. It sure is. So Diane,
1: uh your story is fascinating. I mean you went you were really drawn into the into T V production. You're coming from nursing and can you can you talk a little bit about your journey
0: of how you got to where you are right now? Yeah, well, it's a long one, so <laughs> I'm going to make it shorter because we could be here all day. But um I my first career, I was a registered nurse. I got my nursing I got my uh degree in nursing and my license, and I practiced uh nursing for several years and in the meantime, you know, would take time off to raise children and raise kids. And um and so there uh, one day I woke up and I I couldn't do it anymore, and I said, this is not uh, for me, and I didn't understand why, because there wasn't a real reason. I loved, while I was working, I loved what I was doing. I loved helping people. And it took me a few years after I got out of the nursing field for me to understand the dynamics of what happened and this is really my story is everyone 's story, but to put it frame it in a context that gives value to this journey um, is so helpful for people to understand so um, it 's not just about me what i 'm what i 'm going to be sharing uh, so well, the first thing I realized is is that I had one of the reasons why this field of nursing wasn't working for me anymore was is that I had grown out of the role of caregiver. Mm. And for many of us, we we are assigned roles in our family of origin. You know, part of it's where you're born in the hierarchy, you know, whether you're a, you know, first born or middle child or or the the or the youngest and then and then the dynamics of the family unit itself, and my family had enough issues as a little girl growing up. I translated that into ah, these people don't know what they're doing i better i better i had better stay alert and help take care of this whole thing, <laughs> which was silly because uh, there's nothing I could do, but it was my orientation,
1: mhm, mhm
0: that is very interesting because i just interviewed
1: a woman uh who is part of a a project for uh life sparks which was a book that i was a part of last year and they're doing a story called nurse sparks and she was saying very similar things of how be, how she was being born into this role of caregiver and then now waking up to realizing that that isn't really the role she wants to take on anymore for the rest of her life, staying in that career.
0: Right. it's uh, very it, it,
1: fascinating.
0: Yeah, oh, my gosh. Well, isn't that interesting that you've had now, you know, two people have come to you with the same story. But, you know, that's why I said, you know, this is really everybody's story. So there comes a time, and it it isn't just, well, I'm bored with my with my career now. I want to try something different um you know it is how you want how you want to show up in the world and, and as we grow and uh and transform and so for me um i wanted to grow in the area of communication uh that was outside of the caregiving role and part of that for my personal journey and i think a lot of women can relate to this is is that you know girls are raised to be you know acquiesce to others to be you know to be- a little quieter to to not be assertive uh you know don't don't uh, speak up too loud and it was it was as if my soul was screaming for uh for my voice to be heard so part of my journey was doing this uh this getting into this field where i could actually you know the world is my stage. I could actually be more of who I am and express it in new and different ways. And, and I'm a life learner, so it all just, uh, you know, when I found this uh, career that I fell in, didn't fall into, but I fell into slowly, um, it just, it, it, it gave me uh, from the, you know, whole mind, body, spirit uh, connection, it gave me what I was next ready, uh, felt guided to, to do. Mm, that's
1: beautiful. Yeah, you know, I relate to what you just said about uh, girls. You know, not necessarily. At least in the in 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 my generation. You know, I was born in 1961, so my father used to always say, you, you know, in German, of course, you are a handful.
0: <laughs> well,
1: don't talk about. So you know, you're not really allowed to have these opinions. Like my brother, I had opinions that were heard, but my opinions were not so much heard. <laughs> and I had to. I felt also that I had to, you know, really uh, uh, get that that strong voice within myself that said, you know, you need to get out there, and you need to you need to make yourself known. So that's beautiful that you decided to make that shift. And more than anything, it's incredible that you listened to that voice, and you were aware to make those changes in your life. That's beautiful.
0: Yes, and Petra, do you feel that uh, that this um, tapping our spirit down, which parents did not not really intentionally to hurt us, perhaps? Uh, in all cases, but maybe more just to make sure we line up with our gender and show up in the world the way the world wants want, would accept us more. I think parents just say well, you know boys don't don 't you know to their boys well don 't cry we don 't want bullies to make fun of you on the playground so in a way it 's protective but uh, but on the other end of it, as the child it is a wounding to not. Uh, be able to uh unfold all of you. And it feels today that women and and I so agree with you that this negative news is is hurting all of us. But what we're also seeing outside of that is women's voices are getting stronger and it is almost collectively and just I don't know what you think about this, but collectively women are saying No, you know we are. We want our voice to be heard. Now the time is now.
1: Exactly, and that is indeed happening all over the world. And it it has to has to get louder. It has to be heard. It
0: has to be heard. You know, and interesting. Yeah, and the interesting thing is that when you de- start to develop a muscle, I call it a muscle, but really what it is is, uh, is a changing behavior to get a different action. When you start to exercise that muscle, and it has never been used before, if, if we're not careful, it, it, it's like when you're first learning to talk and you're you know, one or two years old and you learn the word no, and so you know you constantly say no because you know that word and you you know you're getting the hang of what it means uh, but it's a 2-year-old uh maturity level and so i think as women are unfolding and blossoming and opening up and and becoming more self actualized i think they we need to be conscious that we need to grow up that little voice that hasn't been able to be used before so that it's effective and not just noise. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: And uh, in the past, we've had uh, to raise our voices, And we've had, I mean, obviously we're seeing this in politics, some of the best debaters I've ever seen were women. (laughs) And and I do like a good debate. I really love a good debate because in my family, it was only the men that were the great debaters and the women couldn't hold the energy for that. And so uh, years ago, someone taught me how to become a better debater. And so oh, we see this policy of how we can use our whole body uh, energy to, uh, you know, really align with uh, subjects that uh, are important to be uh, projected out into the world.
0: Mm-hmm. And what
1: I learned, for example, with my East Indian teacher is that it's not always the high IQ or intelligence of the debate of someone that has uh, great, um, you know, ideas about a subject, but that it is actually sometimes in the most simplistic words that the greatest energy is heard, or the greatest Mm. message is heard. So that's something I tried to remember as a foreigner, that it isn't about, you know... Sounding pseudo intellectual and having all the all the words for it necessarily, but that it is really when it's spoken from the heart, then there's power in it, and mm-hmm. that's what we have to, say, I have to stay very grounded in these days <laughs> during these days.
0: Yes, for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I'll just kind of lead you forward into into then what happened next is is that and and I th- the reason I wanted to to mention this piece of my journey is because it's it's really critically important. I know a lot of people you know want to go into business for themselves because they find something that they love so much they want to do it all day long. You know whether it's photography or painting or writing a book or or uh, or starting, you know, any kind of business. Um what I see too often is uh, or not or not not too often maybe, but I see it often enough is is that people don't get the skills that they need to do what it is they want to do and and it even happens in my business where I'll have a client who'll say well just get me on TV I want to I want to get on I want to you know I can I I'll be able to influence more people if if I'm on TV talking about you know my great new whether it's a product or a service or whatever um and then they and then I I I get I you know can get media attention for people but you know sometimes you find out they they haven't done their homework and they're not prepared so That was just a small example of I think we need to really be prepared um, in all aspects of business before we go into business. Uh, And I wasn't as prepared as I could have been. Um, I did a lot of background work, and I actually went back to school to get a communication degree uh, before I started my business. But um, there was so much more to learn that I didn't know. You don't know what you don't know, and you don't know the questions to ask. Uh, until the 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 problem presents itself, so to speak. So I would say, you know, if you're going to do uh, anything in business, change careers, uh, and uh, do what you love, make sure that you you know talk to somebody, find a mentor anyway for sure, that can assist or coach, that can assist you in moving forward in the area that that you want to succeed in, because you know people don't want to do what they love and fail at it, you know. <laughs> Yeah, and
1: I think people jump the gun sometimes. Wouldn't you agree, Diane? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I see this myself. I'm I'm a I, I do coaching. I do emotional uh, energy coaching, etc. You know, and I can say, oh, I want to be a coach, but then there's so many pieces. That pieces fit together like this uh, puzzle that have to be in place before you can do that. You have to have some coaching training and knowing how to. Uh, uh, deal with your clients in, in stressful situations you have to know uh, you have to be able to read people if you're doing phone conversations and, and you're not able to be in front of them you know just because we're putting a website together doesn't mean that people are going to be calling you or you know all those little aspects and, and, right. and how to keep track of people's progress etc etc and so I I have um, Device the system for that, and that system is in place. And because there's a system, then it helps me to follow the system as well. You know, so I and and I I see what you mean, and I think you and I had a conversation about this uh, when you asked me about social media presence. And I'm going to be on your show here uh, next month, and I'm really yes. excited. I It's actually yeah, at the end of February. And uh, one of the things that Diane asked me, and I'm speaking to the listeners now, is that do I have my social media in place? And for those of you that know me, uh, you know, all my, all my listeners on the show and people that follow me on Facebook, I've been doing Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn and all the things for years and years. And it's a, really, it's become a very important aspect of how we get ourselves out there. Mm-hmm. And,
0: and there's also a science Diane, to it.
1: There's a Pardon? science, I'll explain that.
0: Explain yeah, there's a science. The
1: science. So. <laughs>
0: well, the science to social media is you want a tracking device. Uh, I have a software tool that will give you analytics to let you know what is um, getting the most attention uh, of your social media posts and it's not just getting attention you want the attention that you're getting to help the attention that you're getting should be part of the strategy to meet your goals so that's mm-hmm. one piece of it the other piece mm-hmm. of it is mm-hmm. that you need to um you need to you, you need to mix up your social media uh messages because you know sometimes it, you know people want kind of a mix up like a uh, conversational personal, and then you know some business uh, messages and links to information that will be helpful to help establish yourself as an expert in the field and then there's a lot of other little pieces of it too that 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 will make your messaging more effective but but that, those are just two and and it has to be done consistently uh, over you know, a good long period of time to be effective. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And I agree with you, and I I thought it was really interesting. I posted something really random. One day it was a woman dancing at a Oktoberfest in Mount Angel. And I had more views on that post than any other post I ever posted on Facebook. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is so funny. Isn't it well, hilarious that when you, <laughs> when you do that, you really see what people pay attention to? I mean, it's yes. fascinating. Yes.
0: So that's true. And, you know, Facebook is, um, you know, in a way it, we're looking for immediate gratification. And when somebody likes something that we've posted, we think, oh, let's do more of that. And then we're getting, you know, we're getting positive reinforcement. However, that doesn't mean that it's meeting your goals, or it's a strategy that's meeting your goals. So Facebook is, you know, an, every single one of these social media plugins are interesting. Uh, they have their own um, texture to them, and and a certain context for each one. So I pick and choose which social media plugins I use per client. Uh, depending upon what demographic they're trying to reach and what would most effectively meet their goals, and a, and a lot of it's uh, mm-hmm. social media advertising. Digital advertising mm-hmm. is very can be really effective if it's done right. Well, that's fascinating. So, Diane, can you
1: share your uh,
0: website uh, with the
1: listeners, please, so that they know how to get a hold of you and uh, check oh, right. out your website, maybe even during the show. <laughs>
0: Yes, and we're giving something away free, huh? We uh,
1: are
0: giving something away. You are giving
1: it away. So, do yes, you want to yes. talk about
0: that? Sure. Well, I'm giving a half an hour of uh, P- public PR, PR marketing, so public relations marketing, a half hour of free consultation. Uh, so people need to contact me for that, and uh, my website is inspired. M as in Mary, C as in Kat, .com, inspiredmc.com. Mm-hmm. So, and they, people can email
1: you at info at inspiredmc.com. Is that correct? Yeah, perfect, yes. Okay, perfect. Well, I, we, I am interviewing Diane Dennis right now. And Diane lives uh, not so far from where I am in Lake Oswego. Uh, on the river and diane has a uh, tv show a she's the producer of the show host and producer and uh this show is a cable access
0: network and how do people find you on tv where do they dial into what what channel is that well um now that we are with cable access network there's over five hundred thousand subscribers so if you have cable in the In the Portland, uh, well, in this area, Portland, greater metro area, chances are you have one of the cable stations that uh, will carry my show. And it's a different station per cable, and I don't have that list in front of me. However, this is Blog Talk Radio, so anybody around the world can be listening right now. And so you can go to Dianetv.com. That's D-I-A-N-E-T-V.com. And all of my shows uh, are are there and uh, they you can go uh, when you click on a show in the bottom right hand corner it'll be you know you can also watch it on youtube and i have a youtube channel where my shows are uploaded so that's you know anybody in the world can be watching that which is awesome that's fantastic and so, that's so right i can't wait for you to come on we're going to have a fascinating conversation
1: well, I'm 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 excited. I think we're going to be talking about my book, Petras Ashes. Is that that's the first show? So I'm I'm really excited to talk about my book. I love I love sharing that story because it's, it's sort of uh, become this entity of its own. You know, it's, it's it was that really my life? I look at this book and and I wonder sometimes was that really what it all happened to me? Oh my God, how is that even possible? It feels like I'm in a totally new life now. So you know. It's uh, fascinating. Yes. It's, very fascinating. it's really
0: cathartic mm-hmm. to to honor your your own story. Oh,
1: that is the word, cathartic. That's why it took me 3 years to do it.
0: So, oh, my.
1: <laughs> it was a long time. Yeah, I'm I'm writing a new book that is a lot more exciting and much more invigorating to write than than a memoir. <laughs> so, not that it wasn't fun. There were sections in it that were really fun, but I was really held up for about a year on the whole Nazi Germany event. That was <sighs> the toughest part of it because I had to do so much research. And, you know, it was funny because at the end of it, all the research – was great, and I found out so many things that I didn't know about Nazi Germany and understanding all that, but in the end, we had to actually take it out of the book, most of it. We only left very, a very small amount in the book. And so I'm glad that I had the opportunity to really learn about the history of Germany and about Nazi Germany and about you know, what actually happened in Bavaria during that time. So mm. it's um it's it was an interesting um, research for me to to be and part of. And I'm sure so. it was
0: a very painful as well.
1: Very painful. Since we had uh, we had um, my my grandfather on my father's side had two brothers, and one of them died in Dachau. He was starved wow. to death as a socialist, oh and the other one was a Nazi who literally put him there. So oh my within god, their own family. Yeah. yeah. It's unfathomable. easily. It is unfathomable. And it and we can it can happen again, you know. I always I look at this now and I think it can happen again. And we saw it in Yugoslavia and we're seeing all the unrest now in the Middle East, et cetera. And I mean we we won't go into politics here on this show.
0: So mm-hmm. <laughs> But we need to be informed and uh, understand our history and be vigilant to stand up for goodness and love. Exactly. And that's why
1: women's voices have to be heard. And this is um, a a really important time for women Mm -hmm. to come forward to speak of love and of Mm -hmm. grace and of balance and grounding and take care of their families. And, you know, Mm -hmm. it's always been the strategy is divide and conquer. If you divide Mm -hmm. the family and you take women out of the house, well, the the children run amok. That's just the Mm -hmm. way it is. And I'm not saying women need to be in the house, but it's become so difficult for families to support their children, their their households by just one person working. And Mm -hmm. that has been the problem because in the old days, women weren't working that much they were mostly at home and, and I'm a I'm a w i am ai am was a working mom. I was a single mom for many, many years and I couldn't even have imagined to be the sort of you know, to be at home all the time. <laughs> and but I had the privilege of being with my son for the first six years without having to go to work and just raising him was such an honor to just be mm. there with him every day. And be able to nurse him and be able to you know play with him every day and grow a garden and all of those things, so it's it's, it's makes such me sad important to work yeah mhm probably it makes me the most sad important when I see women work. yeah, yeah, and it it does make me sad when I see women that
0: are pregnant, they have the baby, and then boom, a month later they are back at work,
1: and that's, yeah, it's, it's really tough too
0: yeah. That's something that we could mm-hmm. change in this country—is have more support for uh, childcare and time off. Yes.
1: Yes, indeed, and I and I hope they're working on it. <laughs> At least there's yes. some <laughs> talk about that. So and
0: yes, on
1: what level I don't know because there's so many um, so many levels of how these things are being addressed that it's not really clear as of yet. So that's what I've witnessed so far. Mm-hmm. So th- mm-hmm. uh, tell me. Tell me a little bit more, Diane, how on earth did you get into TV production? I mean, what, what prompted that? You came from nursing, you did the communications degree, you went into uh, a coaching, obviously, and you were a columnist, and then how did the TV uh, producing your own show, how did that all happen? I'm very curious.
0: Okay. Well, um, so in between working as a nurse and going to school, uh, to get a degree in communications, I started writing just because, um, I was good at it and I thought it was a hobby like photography. I thought, well, you can't make a living doing this. Just do it for fun. And the kids were in school. I t- I had, I was uh, fortunate enough to take some time off while, uh, for raising the children. And, um, I would start writing, and I looked at my writing, and eventually uh, they were taking shape uh, as columns. So I started submitting them to newspapers, and the newspapers would, were saying yes, and I became a columnist, uh, a published columnist. And uh, then uh, out of that, uh, this, the newspaper that I worked for also owned a radio station, so they're a multimedia uh, business and um i got a radio my own radio show on broadcast radio station and then i started being asked monthly to be on tv to do a, a segment about uh, what i was writing about the, my columns were about families and children and health and wellness and education that sort of thing and so um uh and when because i was uh asked to be on TV so often, I, I started making, well, they wanted outlines of what I would be talking about, and then they wanted me to come up with the topics, and so in a way, I was not the te- not doing the technical part of it, but I was pretty much producing my little segment, you know, and so um, I really loved it, so out of that, I found some uh uh, editors and producers who had another show on a broadcast TV station locally, and I started working with them uh, to start a show on broadcast, so this would be you know on the major broadcast channels. Well, it ended up being very time consuming costly, and it kept uh, it was put on the back burner by the team that I was working with for enough time that i it just fell apart. so I decided, well, no more TV for me well, years later. You know, today, as of you know, now between then and now, um, I just walked into a cable access station to talk to them about making a commercial for one of my uh, a video for one of my clients, and they said they needed programming, and I said, well, why don't I do a show for you? And they and I said this would really you know be able to highlight some of my my um, clients. I can interview them, and I had noticed that broadcast television was getting a little bit um well not a little bit but most of media turn is, looks like it's turning into paid programming in a way even though you think well this is you know interesting content there this is just an interview most likely that person paid to be on that interview so um i and and the programming that we watch now on tv i think it contributes to making people angry or afraid uh, with a lot of you know the news reports and that sort of thing. So I just decided, okay, well, I'm just going to carve out inspired conversations and only cover things that help people, that are uplifting, that help them grow personal development, that are in the field uh, that is close and dear to my heart as health, well, well-being, spiritual uh, growth. Um kind of the mind body spirit, but with you know really compelling content that people can actually learn something from, so that started in september, and here we are today, january oh that's exciting so you're
1: you're interviewing
0: mostly in the
1: in the healing arts realm mind body spirit related medical what what, what sort of um, uh shows um, could if if there are any listeners on the show right now? I'm just trying to uh, get uh, uh, some excitement going about being on a TV show because I
0: think it's very oh. cool to be on. Right, TV. right. So. Well. Um, <laughs> So yes to what you just said in terms of the um, the types of, of people I would interview, and I mean I have you know I like to add layers and some really rich deep context to the interviews. So one of my uh, one of my interviews recently was an author, and he had started studying the I Ching and tarot uh, tarot cards and uh, astrology, and he was a computer guy. But he was fascinated with these, uh, these uh, divination tools. And so he, years ago, started a company, and it was the first interactive. Uh, his name is Paul O'Brien. I should give him a shout-out. He started the first uh, interactive mm-hmm. website, a divination interactive website called tarot.com. I think it was called something else mm-hmm. first. And then he sold it for $22 million, and now he ri- has written books. And he has a foundation he wants to educate and help people to be their best show up for you know show up in the best way that they can do the things that they love and he was such a perfect example of that that i had i interviewed him to show people how you can how ha- you know do what you're passionate about and and uh make it succeed so that the, the, that's the type of uh of show i like to 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 have and then you know and then you know naturopathic physicians talk about uh pre- health pre- preventative health care, so we're preventing illness and disease by by you know connecting our mind body spirit, and you know spiritual aspects of personal growth and uh you know you can make anything interesting as long as you just peel back the layers and and that's what i try to do is mm-hmm. just peel back the layers to go deep into uh a topic that would help other people learn
1: mhm wow, how exciting how exciting and it is and
0: and that's a skill uh, to
1: to peel back the layers and to know how to uh, work with someone or interview someone on a show and allow that um, those secrets to come out. You know, there's always yeah. there's always uh, the little golden nuggets that are within all of us that we sometimes we need help tapping. And people, there are people in the world. Like when I watch Oprah, for example, she had such a skill set in that, and so did Wayne Dyer, and so did you know Deepak Chopra and all those folks. They know exactly how to get to the core. So I love that. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I watch a lot of these shows, and I've watched many of your shows on your on on YouTube. And uh, you're an amazing interviewer. So I'm I'm very excited um, to uh, re- be be revealed. <laughs> so well, yeah, right. Well, well you know,
0: and, <laughs> and there's another. You know, that brings up something that. Uh, well, thank. First of all, thank you for the compliment. um but you know it's it you can interview somebody and really want to get some deep juicy stuff out but if they're not ready to share you know it takes two you know and uh so mm-hmm. i think i think what oprah was able to do by exposing her own vulnerability uh mm-hmm. she gave permission for other people to do the same and that's where we have the heart to heart uh Conversation showing up. So that's what I'm striving for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so there's a lot of personal growth within that yeah. by doing this. Absolutely.
1: Work.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Fascinating. Fascinating. I am interviewing Diane Dennis. Diane Dennis is a host and producer of a uh, show on Cable Access Network. You can find her. Recordings and her TV shows on YouTube and what was the channel
0: again? It's Diane. Um, just go to dot Dianetv. Yeah, dot Com. Yeah, yeah, and that's just one end. So mm-hmm.
1: uh, we're having a conversation, a conversation about uh, her career and how she got involved with television, and I can look forward to being on her show at the end of this month, of this next month. So. Um, Diane, what was your favorite interview so far? Like, what are what are the subjects that really, really uh, grab you?
0: That that you just absolutely love to talk about. Well, there are a couple that I that I am trying to get, and, and those are going to be exciting too. Is um, I want to talk about uh, things that you don't find in mainstream media, um, certain things that that are very uh, prevalent in our in our American culture today it, one is autism, and you know there's been so much dancing around in the medical health field about what is it what what can we do about it and I think there are some there are some uh, health practitioners out there that really feel and scientists that really feel they have a handle on uh on what that could be the issue but um In this culture, they don't feel they have the permission to share that, and so I'm trying to find people who are brave enough to share, you know, outside of the box thinking. So science, new things about science having to do with health, Um, personal growth. Always, I you know, I just love to hear. I mean, everyone wants to hear a story that they can help, that can uh, they can apply to their own life, but it touches their heart, and I think that's in the end. Of the day, we really cherish those experiences where our heart has been uh, touched. Mm-hmm.
1: Very true, very true,
0: and it is usually the
1: experiences that have the greatest heartstrings that make us grow the most,
0: wouldn't you agree? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. You know, and that so. part of the hero's journey. You know, and and this is part of coaching people who want to go into business for themselves, it isn't all going to be smooth sailing. So, you know, always in the hero, hero's journey, and I, I like to, I, I call, you know, people who are starting their business and my own business process and experience, you know, I, for sure, a hero's journey, it takes bravery, a, a little naivety, you're a little naive uh, because you don't know what you're going to be up against, which uh, which helps you do it anyway. <laughs> And and then you're going to, you know, there's always going to be somewhere in our life whether it's business, personal, where we run into a problem, where we run into an obstacle, or things didn't turn out the way we wanted to, or you know, we have a, you know, downturn in our business, or you know, whatever it is, whether it's financial or um whatever struggle that we come up against, Mm -hmm. and that's the piece right there at that juncture is something I love to explore, and that is how do we show up when things aren't going. We know how we show up when things are going well, easy breezy, but when things aren't going well, Mm -hmm. you know, the true character of who we are and what role we use to navigate those difficult situations and that's where i got decided and found discovered and decided to be a part of the empowerment dynamic which is a set of roles that we can learn to use that keep us from uh, falling back on the old uh, roles that we are trained to use which is victim being a you know feeling a victim and this shows up it's very insidious it shows up let's say you know I look at my bank account and it's it's not where I want it to be, and you know a business is down and so the natural thought would be, "I don't have enough business. there isn't enough money. this is not working and then and that all of those thoughts, the string of words together which create thoughts, uh, develop a, an add a bit a belief and an attitude which Keeps us from that which we really want. See, it's it, and it, this mm-hmm. is just natural. This isn't, you know, this is how we're we're uh, socialized in this culture, is to look for the problem. So it's so there, it takes mm-hmm. training to instead of or to correct always course correct instead of saying there isn't enough. Become curious, stay out of fear, and I know that's easier to say than do. But it, the more you practice it, the better it gets and say, oh, I'm, I'm interested in uh, adding more resources to my business. What are the ways that I can do that? And that puts mm-hmm. you, that just took you from the victim role to creator role. And in the creator role, you have power. And I think that's so pervasive in today's culture. People fe- feel powerless, and then if you stay there long enough, then you get into the other roles which is persecuting blame and uh feeling you know defeated and and helpless and afraid and and that is i think what we're seeing today is enough people feeling that to then start to uh make decisions that aren't in the best uh, you know in the best interest of the whole or even for us individually so I would really work. I would encourage people that to be consciously aware, to wake up to every thought that you're having as you navigate your day and your business, and to honor your business and give it the same love you would give a child. Mhm,
1: mhm. Well, uh, we are living in a fear-based uh, society. Absolutely, I agree. And and. Um, uh, when when I have a, a coaching client, I often explain to them and I draw it out how these thoughts that you just described so beautiful in what you how you said this is that you know we have these old the trained um, ingrained neuronets you know that is these yes deep, yes deep grooves that are like these uh, the the analogy I use is you're skiing in the woods and you're cross-country skiing and there are these big, big grooves in the snow. And over and over, thousands of people have been down on this same path, creating these very deep grooves. And if you come out of the groove, you're going to have deep powder snow to deal with and you have to create a new groove next to that one. And that's kind of how thoughts are, because if we have the same reaction to my bank account is low, I don't have any business, oh, my God, what if I should I shut my doors? Uh, What if I go broke, you know, and then you're laying in bed, it's 2 in the morning, and I'm sure many of the listeners have been there before. You know, I know I have. When I was a single mom, I had those moments where I thought, oh, my God, scarcity thinking sets in at 2 o'clock in the morning, and you're up at 5, 5 o'clock, you're still there Running everything through your mind that's not working out in your life. <laughs> mm. So, so and, and it is in those moments that we have to just get up and say, you know what, I'm going to ski down a different path, and I'm going to create those new neuronets, and I'm going to make them the groove of how we implement new ideas for business and and be empowered, like you just uh, explained. So, yeah, yeah. that's that's, Very that's, good. that's the most powerful work you can be doing, really, for the planet. Because it, people need so much help in that aspect mm-hmm. that, you know, and, and again, I want to go back to that phrase that Wayne Dyer said. If you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Yes. If you, yes. If you change the way you look at things, the, the things you look at change. And we often get trapped. It's an entrapment of how we're looking at things because we're controlled by the media, we're controlled by our paradigm that we grew up, grew up in. And we need to come out and look at it with fresh eyes, with fresh emotion, with a fresh heart, and realize that it could perhaps all be an illusion. What yes. if it is all an illusion, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. I wrote something the other day on my uh, Facebook page i want to find it real quick because um it was the difference between success and failure and successful people believe okay so the top reasons for failure let's start there refusal to believe in self until evidence appears the top reasons for success unyielding belief in self regardless of evidence so you know it's it's a different way to say if you if you believe things aren't going to work out, they won't. And if you believe they will, mm-hmm. they will.
1: Mhm. Mhm. I, I mean, we do this with our children. How, how many children do you have, Diane? I never asked you how many uh, children you've raised. Two. Two. Now, did yeah. you find that one or the other has more skill set on how to believe in him or herself? then perhaps your other child and one of them you had to work a little bit harder to uh, ingrain in them or help them really, you know, be empowered and overcome things.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and, and so it's, it's the same. It's the, I feel it's the same with, with the show where, you know, people, people are yearning for this information to how do I do this? How do I, how do I change these old stories in my head that are dancing around at 2 in the morning and they keep haunting me? Literally, there are these little ghosts or goblins that
0: just run around <laughs> us and we can't get rid of
1: them. <laughs> well, you know what I have to do?
0: If you read the book by... Oh, of course I'm going to not think of it now... Uh, the great, or great, great Earth, or by, um, oh, okay, can't think of it. Uh, you you learn about your ego, and, and all those negative thoughts are really the ego trying to protect us, but they don't feel good. It doesn't feel like protection. It feels like harm, and it feels like fear. So, um, what when we, I hear a voice in my head that isn't serving me well, you know, you could you could say something simple to yourself like well thanks for the heads up but you know that's not serving me well or or i'm going to reframe frame that thought right now and and even you know coaches will say reframe a thought and write it down you know 25 times for 25 days or something you know and that sounds tedious but mm-hmm. but but it t- it takes reprogramming really and and we are in power we have the we have the power we the only thing we need to do is keep remembering we have the power and keep practicing it it's and it's like anything else it's a discipline it's you know like the 12 step program we're going to slip back into our old way of thinking that isn't serving us well mhm mhm so very true Oh, my gosh. What a what a great conversation.
1: I, I, I love, love, love talking about this subject. I could talk about that subject forever and ever. And I can't wait to be on your show at the end of the month. I will give uh, listeners the exact dates, and hopefully you can join us while we're on TV together. Diane Dennis uh, has a TV show in case you just joined us. Uh, she's a host and producer, and you can find her on Cable Access Network or on YouTube under www.dianetv.com. And as we're coming to the end of the show today, I just want to thank you, Diane, for taking um, time out and your very busy schedule to be here with us. So thank you. Oh, so thank
0: much. you so much. I really, really appreciate the opportunity to uh, be able to share uh, my story only because um, it can help someone else. Thank you. Thank you.
1: And uh, for those of you joining us uh, for the first time, if you would like to find out more about the show and listen to some of the blog talk radio recordings that are on my website, please go to PetraNicole.com, that is P-E-T-R-A-N-I-C-O-L-L. You will be asked to sign in, and in exchange you get a free meditation MP3 download for my emotional energy therapy meditation, which is really, really fun. Also, all my events will be listed there. We're just deciding uh, what events we're going to do this year. There will be some women's retreats at some of our retreat houses, and we, were, we are planning a lot of really fun, fun, healthy retreats this year with tree building, uh, infrared sauna that my partner built, and we're going to have... One of them in uh Roseburg, which is a retreat center on the beautiful North Amqua River, and one in Lewis uh in in uh Woodland, which is on the louis River that retreat. oh and my God, wait, when to is beach.
0: that
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're going, that'll be in July, and it's a little warmer so people can get their feet in the water as well oh, and, nice. and will be having all kinds of fun things about food and learning to cook uh, a little bit more healthy. As you all know, I used to have a restaurant and uh, did a lot of raw food shows and, and talks on that uh, subject as well, and how to sprout, really brushing up on our diets. It's the beginning of the year. For those of you that have resolutions um, set for the year, I suggest uh, go back to Facebook and find my life recording on how to Build a effective vision board or dream board, and mm. um, really have that vision board in front of you. You know, do do a couple, do one for maybe travel and family and personal things, and then do one for where you see yourself with your career. And look at those vision boards every day. It is very powerful, empowering. My whole goal this year is exercise and getting out more, and books and getting published and getting on TV. And that's already manifesting by meeting Diane Dennis, which was such a great blessing. So thank you again, Diane. And to all my listeners, um, I uh, send you much love. Have an amazing day. And I hope to hear from you again next Tuesday. Arrivederci. Ciao, ciao. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you.